everyone, this is Catch It Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC, and our special guest, David, for our seventh episode in a row. This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you listeners. Welcome back. Hello. Hey. Hey. What's up, fellas? Hey. Shall we do our usual intros? Yes, please. Dave, you're first. Does that mean I'm first? All yes. right. I am David Sago. I am a podcaster and podcast producer. Um, I have my own podcast about NBA basketball called the Grit and Grime podcast. Um, I am also a huge nerd aficionado. Uh, Should I call myself that? Is it too soon? Um, (laughs) I'm into uh, computer games, uh, mostly Nintendo, up until the PS4 came out. And from there, I've been a Sony boy. and I also partake of cartoons, uh, X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman, um, and other nerd content. Mm, lovely. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom. I'm 50% of the Catching Up With The Nerd podcast. Still 100% French, although some days I wonder if I'm still French. And um, I'm, I'm married to a lovely woman named Elizabeth, and uh, I've got two kids, one who's four, Louis, and one who's 11, um, Emily. Uh, we all love video games. I love video games, and I love everything that is nerdy. Um, I think that's about it. I'm going to keep it short this week. Uh, you're next, JC. Right, and I'm Juan Carlos Garay. Everybody uh, calls me JC, originally from Honduras. I uh, got to Portland via London, where I met Tom, and I'm the other 50% of the podcast. Uh, I'm also a nerd, and I get into all things graphic novels, comics, uh, nerdy novels, uh, and uh, a lot of series and shows, and occasionally dabble in video games. Uh, I've got, uh, I'm married to Fiorella, my lovely wife, and I've got two kids, Arabella and Aiden. And that's me. Good, good. Right then, let's jump back into it. <laughs> another week, another episode. And this week we had episode seven. What was the title again? Uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Breaking the Fourth Wall. Yes. That's what we got. Um, and this is, that's how they called it. And this is what we got. And they broke that fourth wall big time. Um, right. What did we think? How did we feel about the episode? I think that's where we'd like to jump um right in with um who do i start with jc hot take before you drink that tea how did you feel about the episode this wasn't my favorite episode there's some good stuff that happened but because i feel like i kind of came back down to earth with this episode where i realized that all the grand ideas of like x-men and mephisto and all these things (laughs) that are that are out there i'm like they ain't gonna happen (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I think like just the 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 reed richards not showing up the episode being mm-hmm. half an hour it's just too many letdowns for me even though it wasn't a bad episode i just think like expectation wise mine were so high that i'm like knock me down a couple of times or i'm like okay maybe not but it's not bad it's not bad at all uh, so you, you you hope for the best and prepared for the worst in that one. Uh, the next uh, I hope for the best and got and got yeah. <laughs> and got, yeah. <laughs> Fine, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I, I understand it. Um, Dave, what what was? Uh, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I think I think I had that let down last week when I sort of realized that actually, uh, yeah, no, nah, we're not going to get Mephisto. Um, <laughs> it's mostly Wanda. Like, there's not much else going on other than what we've already seen 
and um yeah whereas this week um first of all I was finally proved right that it wasn't just Wanda which was great for me personally <laughs> but um <laughs> but also I just really liked the structure I think I I didn't like watching Malcolm in the Middle last week for some reason mm. and I much preferred watching Modern Family this week I like the structure of the the shows the show's show was I think better this week um and then for me i actually really love that one um i think because it took me back to watching uh, watching thor ragnarok for the first time uh in terms of how how often i laughed um yeah because of the little jokes um also like the pacing of the episode so it wasn't too much time uh, messing around they just went to a bunch of stuff right away um yeah i, I liked it i i, I actually think this is my favorite episode of on the seven <laughs> we've we've seen so far so because it had a bit of everything it had a bit of um action a uh, couple of reveals and um no it was entertaining i think that was was entertaining but as, as i'm sort of leaning towards jc's point of view which is like we're expecting big things uh we might not mm. get them but we'll see there's two, two episodes left to go so we we can always hope for the best you know Let's hope that Faggy is not just trolling us now. Um, uh, show, yeah. Shall we tell the fans what happened with the hour-long prediction? <laughs> uh, so apparently uh, the prediction that the last three episodes would be an hour long are based on an interview with Kevin Faggy where he gave the total runtime for the, for the whole season. And based on the amount of shows we had and the length of each of those shows, someone did clever math and decided that the last three episodes were an hour long. But this one was only half an hour. So if the next one's half an hour, either we're getting a two-hour movie at the end or the whole thing was just Feige trying to get us to go down the wrong path. For some he reason. included the credits. He included the credits. <laughs> always, always, always. Well, may, maybe that, that post-end credit um, scene that we had this time, that's what made the difference. Those extra 30 seconds he was trying to... Maybe we get a, a two-hour post-credit scene. Yeah, called another movie. <laughs> Episode nine. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a, I think there's supposed to be a stack of behind behind the scene episodes that are supposed to drop after episode nine. So maybe yeah, it's counting that one in. Um, yeah, there was uh, someone's theorized online that they're going to do one of those behind the scenes specials mm -hmm. after every single show. And if you look at the uh, timeline for their the, the schedule for their released content. It looks like there will be Marvel content uh, on Disney Plus or in cinemas every single week, basically. So we get this, then we get behind the scenes, then Falcon and Winter Soldier starts yep. after that, runs for X number of weeks behind the scenes, then I think the first movie, and so on for the rest of the year. Yes, I like that. Just like us releasing content all the time, every day, well, almost every week. Yep. With, with the difference that if someone had float us some money, that would make a big difference for us. Disney donated. <laughs> I mean, we, we yeah, I, I would love to have that budget. I mean, we could uh, invest in cameras and I think the audio is fine, but if we can get some cameras, that'd be lovely. So um, Disney, Marvel, if, you, uh, if you're listening, we're here. Yep. I've heard other podcasts about WandaVision 
that are getting some sponsorship. So we can sort this out. <laughs> we can, we can, we'll definitely make it happen. Right. Should we move on to visuals, how it looks, what it does, uh, the feel of the episodes? Um, I think this one, somebody put in me in, in our shared doc. Um, the intro music is similar to The Office. Um, who? Who's the culprit? Let's set that. I put that in. It's, mm. it's just, it's obviously it's not the same song, but it's just got a similar no, no. cadence, almost like a similar rhythm um, to the to the office theme. Yeah, yeah, because it's not the Modern Family intro. No, it wasn't. Yeah, but it was. It was the. No, it was literally copy and pasted from a show that the Russo's brother worked on. Right. So I think it was really yeah, happy endings. Happy endings. Yeah, I think literally. Oh, yeah, almost to the frame. Visually, like oh. it's the same. It's the same thing. Um. But yeah, so the only thing that was on that it was the word just wonder, I think, over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But in uh, different from, fonts and different different uh, fonts and different different visuals. And there's just one one or two frames where I'm like, oh, we know what you did, or we know what you're doing, wonder. On the um, fridge, yes. On the fridge, yes, that one. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, I think that, that's pretty much it for the yeah. for the introduction. I, I was expecting something a bit more related to modern family, because that was the 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 whole vibe of the episode but again they wanted to uh pay tribute to their own shows or maybe kevin was like hey let's let's drop one for the for the russo's brothers and, and yeah. acknowledge them um and then in terms of technical stuff i think it's the usual now it's they've switched to 69 and it goes between full frame and white screen so white screen is the uh, black bars at the top and i think the white screen is now when they are dropping into reality or the mcu um, they use the same cinema format, which is widescreen. I think the going into Westview is now full screen, which is what would be on TV normally. Um, and then again, yeah, they use, they use also a different um, filmic technique where the main character or any character, principal characters speak directly to the camera, which is breaking the fourth wall, um, interview style camera work, which is um, where all the funny bits were, uh, especially when Vision was talking. I think I actually know every single one of them, um, apart from Wanda, <laughs> who looked depressed as hell, but it will, I guess we'll get back to that in a bit. And and what what was the inspiration for Agnes's uh, montage of all the stuff that she's gotten up, up to? Uh, the uh, ending, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was based oh. on something, as my understanding. Like, I think someone said out there, like, it was based on the monsters. Yeah, remember the monster show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I heard that yeah. footage, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure if that was legit or not. All yeah. I'm saying is that that they should release a full length song, you know, version of that song because I was yeah. loving it. I had to be. I've been playing it over and over again for the last couple of days. It was so good. <laughs> I laughed so much. When we come to talk about it, I'll, I'll yeah. get into a bit more detail. But yeah, I, I was just cackling at the end. Yeah. <laughs> cackling. It started good. Like a witch. Mm. Mm. Easter eggs inside the Easter eggs. Indeed, egg indeed. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you guys say that we... Well, I think we should move to the plot. And I think that's JC's time to shine. JC, three sentences, three words to describe the episode. And then bang, walk us through what happened. Let's go. All right. Plot time. So, three lines to describe the episode. Monica levels up. 
Darcy yep. is a slow ass driver. Good yeah, she's annoying. Lord, that was frustrating. Mm. And then uh, Agnes plays her highlight reel, man. She's on Sports Center playing the best hits of Agnes. It was so ESPN. good. ESPN, ESPN, that. I know. <laughs> it was so, so good. Uh, okay, so we start off the episode. It's called uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall, right? So we see Wanda kind of in a more kind of modern setting, a very fitting of modern family. Uh, mm. She's making herself cereal, and we start to see glitching happening. And, and the glitching actually find off it reminds me a lot of like ralph breaks the internet like how 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 his like uh, the 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 girl in the car ends up glitching like it reminded yeah. me a lot about that uh but then the, the twins are playing video games and they start glitching as well too with their controllers and the controllers become different things and stuff so start to see like there's a little bit of loss in control happening uh, there's a gamecube controller in there do you see it yeah yeah i knew tom would be very excited about that <laughs> i know I, I was like oh the gamecube okay cool i'm down <laughs> Uh, so, so then, um, next we, the, we get the, the well, we, we start with that, then we get the intro that we said it was kind of more the office than, than modern family really is, as far as the intro goes. Um, and then we cut to the sword base. Um, and then we, we hear Hayward say something about that they're launching today. Uh, so something is going, there's an attack coming, uh, but we don't get to see it yet. Um, and we find out that they can no longer see the TV feed. So they're not seeing what's happening in Modern Family uh, when, when kind of Wanda's talking into the camera, which like it actually makes a lot of sense that they lose a feed in this episode. And we can come back to that as to yeah. why. Um, but then uh, uh, Vision wakes up in a circus. We get this like really crazy scene where he's like dressed up basically like a clown, right? Uh, in the circus. And we see also that Darcy is like uh, chained to a car. So she's meant to be like an escape artist. Yep. This is kind of the, the, the theme of it because it's, it's in line with everything in the circus. Um, and then uh, we then cut back to the twins start to ask Wanda about their dad dying twice. Uh, Wanda's clearly upset by this. Uh, she tells the twins that, that, that Pietro's not their uncle. Um, and then she goes into starting to have like a little mini breakdown is the truth of the matter. But it kind of plays out in a really funny way. Um, and then uh, Agnes shows up conveniently to says like, oh, I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to take the kids away. Uh, and then she does one of her confessionals into the camera. And she's like, it's not like I bite. And then she turns to the camera. She's mm -hmm. like, but it did bite what is it? She's like, I bought, I, I, I did bite a, a kid, kid once. once. <laughs> I did bite a kid once. Um, and then, uh, and then Billy says that he can't hear her thoughts as well. So it gives us a little more insight into Agnes. Um, then we see um, uh, Monica and Agent Wu driving out to this other base where they're going to go pick up the car from the aeronautical engineer. And we all start getting super excited. And then we meet Major Goodner. Who's that really awesome character we've always wanted to see in yep. the MCU? <laughs> Do you remember how she was in that in that comic? No, no, she wasn't. The, the one where no. she did the thing. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. we get we get Agent Gunder, which no disrespect to her because she's doing her job, but we were expecting Reed Richard <laughs> in some way or other. Yeah. So, uh, we we get to see uh, Monica kind of like uh, get into the car. Uh, and then drive away like full steam to kind of get into the hex. And then we have the really cool scene of the car getting stuck in the hex, like almost like it's like it's like some sort of clay or glue. Um, and then the the hex pretty much like throws the, the car back out and goes like, eh, eh, ain't gonna happen. Uh, right. So then Monica goes like, uh, hold my beer. And then she just like 
rolls like straight into the the, the hex and then get matches to get through and what i will say is for the mcu a very cool scene of her going through the the, the hex it's like it's got all sorts of like interstellar vibes to it that i was like yes. so there for it which was awesome we're gonna talk about more about that um but then um we see that that cool sequence she comes out and she has blue eyes and sees things in what i'm referring to as matrix style but really so yep. she can see like energy flowing through places and stuff like that um and then uh darcy and vision go on a road trip and they're like ah, da, da. In, 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 in this funnel cake truck that gets stuck at an intersection for multiple reasons that vision <laughs> it's says the longest the longest road trip in history and also the shortest in terms of distance they must and have it's done, also like, like the laziest obstacle in the world. Like yeah. they could have like just driven <laughs> around. around. The- <laughs> I'm like, come on, Darcy. Like I was, yeah. I was, I was definitely team Darcy in this, in this episode, in the, like the whole show. And she just let me down so much. Uh, but um, then they they get stuck in traffic, and then um, Darcy does take the opportunity to kind of fill him in on what happened during Endgame and Infinity War. So then Vision starts to develop a lot of empathy towards what Wanda is going through. He's like, that must have been so hard for her. This only being a few weeks ago that that happened to her. So we see, once again, Vision character gaining more information, developing a bit more. Uh, and Darcy does have a really nice moment where she tells him that you're clearly your love is real out of all this stuff that's not real your love is very real and I can tell that's the case right uh, but then Vision realizes during the confessional which is awesome he's like wait a second I could just fly there I could just get there in like two seconds why am I not doing this so he like phases through the car uh, which is pretty cool to see him phase and then uh, and then kind of like flies away and Darcy's like I guess I'll meet you there uh, and, then, um, and then at the same time uh, we cut back to Wanda's house and um, Monica shows up at Wanda's house uh, kind of calls her out on a bunch of stuff and then they have kind of that face off and then Wanda starts getting super upset and then begins to use her magic on, on Monica and Monica somehow, and it's hard to understand exactly how, but somehow she counters her magic. And when she falls to the ground, she falls in like the superhero pose. That's like the most right. inconvenient way of falling uh, as <laughs> Deadpool has shown us um, but and told us about, <laughs> but she still strikes that pose, which is pretty cool to have Monica have that moment, which is amazing. Uh, so then... Um, uh, basically, Monica begins to tell Wanda, like, look, don't let Hayward make you the villain, because that's how you're coming across right now. You need to you need to understand that, like, you're coming across as the bad guy when I know you're not. Um, and then Agnes interrupts. This time, not doesn't feel like she got called in by Wanda to interrupt. Like, it very much feels like she came of her own volition to, like, say, like, no, 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 I'm going to break this up because it's not where I wanted to go. So, once again, we get a further reveal that she has, she actually does have an, an agenda and does have agency within the show. Uh, and again, we see the postman walk by with a shirt that says, presto, presto, Mephisto, JC thinks not so. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? So... <laughs> Wanda gets like super paranoid uh, and um, and starts to see stuff around the house. And we see this bug, which I've heard has connections. It's a fly. It's not a bug. It's a fly. Um, we'll get back so, to that. That fly it, was super it a, important. Wasn't it a cicada? It's a fly, JC. Don't be too specific on that one. It's the fly. Okay. okay. It's a okay. Disney it's fly. A- it's a Disney fly. Okay. Well, I, I see Easter egg on the way. So, uh-huh. uh, but we get to the good part where um, 
uh, what's her face? Uh, Agnes tells Wanda, the kids are just playing in the basement. She goes down to the basement and we start to see like a really creepy basement, which I will have to comment on this for all the money in the world that Disney has. That wasn't very convincing set design. I got to be honest. Like, it looked I was a little, plasticky, I agree. Yep. It, it looked very fake as <laughs> a yep. truth of the matter, but I appreciate what they were going for. Sure. I guess they spent all the money in transforming people into clowns. Um, yeah, exactly. Yep. Seven is true. <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then we get the reveal from Agnes that she is Agatha Harkness. And we have known this for a while, but it's fine. Finally, finally, we get that, that conclusion. Uh, and she give us a, gives us this amazing montage showing that she was behind most of the events that we've been questioning throughout the series. She's been pulling the strings. She's been involved. And uh, I did not pick this up, but, um, oh, sorry. We, we go through that montage. That ends. We cut to the, the, the infamous standby scene, which we all hate. Yep. Uh, yep. But then we get a post-credit scene or, or end credit scene um, where we see Monica snooping around uh, the house and then finds the basement as she's about to go in. We see Pietro pull up to her and, and, be, and he's like, snooper's going to snoop. Um, but someone pointed out that I had not noticed that apparently her eyes are purple at yep. that point. Yep. Um, and I, I didn't pick it up the first time. Magic. Yeah. yeah, you guys have yeah. noticed that. Yeah, no, I didn't pick her up the eyes first are time. Purple as she turns to look at Quicksilver. Um, yeah, are his eyes purple? No, I don't think they are. But yeah, her eyes turn purple. So I think she's yeah. channeling the energy of um, Agnes's magic. Yep. Uh, and shows over. Plot shows over. Over to you, fellas. Right. Um, I'd just like to go back because I think I think that would be nice just to go back to. The, th- the scenes or stuff that happened throughout the episode that were big moments, right? Um, moments that either made you laugh or you went, what? Or you went, oh, okay. So I think I think eventful moments without within the episode. So, because, you know, we, we did, we, we already went through the entire thing. So I think, I think there's, there's a couple of moments to me that were important enough to go back and discuss. Um, and I think the first one, um, let me see. Yes, I think that the first one I went. Oh, maybe we got it wrong on Hayward uh, because now I'm looking at him and I'm reading him completely differently. Because he was in there for just one scene, right? Yeah. And the one, the only one interaction he had was, "Oh, we'll get ready to launch um, mm-hmm. the assault or whatever they want to do." Now we know his motives. We know who, what he wants, and what you know. He's just there to track vision. He's just there to get his weapon back. Yeah. Uh, because in my mind, I was, you know, Hayward equals Nightmare or Mephisto, but it's not. It's not a big bad guy that's inside and outside. So, you know, whatever. Um, so I think just a little interaction there for the 20 seconds they paid out. And I was like, oh, he's just a guy that wants his weapon back. And he's going to, you know, next time we'll see him, he's going to be riding a big nuclear missile going, yeehaw. You know, let's, let's, let's mess, mess stuff up. Um, <laughs> But I think, I think also the apart from that, which was just a little thing for me that I, I thought was quite funny. I, I think that the interaction of um, Wanda being in bed and then um, her having a mini breakdown at the start of the episode I thought was quite interesting. Um, and 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 you know she's, she's everything around her is falling apart, and and she her reaction. I think what I'm going to is her reaction of having a complete meltdown or starting to have a complete meltdown, um, and the fact that they use this funny music funny mm-hmm. settings to 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 go through this was sort of off-putting but also was quite interesting it was like this this funny 
modern family sitcom music in the background while she's like telling her kids that nothing matters it doesn't you know everything <laughs> all, all is lost in life you know there's no point in everything but then That's... you've got this lovely funny music in the background i was like huh, oh i'm sad <laughs> but that juxtaposition is the juxtaposition of the whole show yeah. right because yeah. ultimately yeah. we know she is dealing with grief and the death of family and lost love and all of these things and she's trying to patch it together by having kids by creating a fake reality mm -hmm. it's a very very dark storyline portrayed in the lightest of ways as yeah. she tries to sort of hold it together uh, or put things back together um in what is ultimately a fake reality which we know at some point will collapse because it always does like that's life and we're getting to see we didn't really get to see the grieving side of it and we are right now watching the sort of the fake happiness that has mm -hmm. followed that and then we will hopefully get to see when it all comes crashing down and she actually has to face reality I mean, she, she sort of already is facing reality when she's, she tells the kids, oh, the, um, Pietro's not the uncle, the, the uncle, not the real uncle, right? Which That's... I thought was, was very quick. What, what, why are you shaking your head? When, you, when you're grieving, when you have something to be depressed about, mm. that isn't facing reality. Saying, just saying that that's not your uncle, like don't believe anything he says. That's not actually facing reality. Actually facing reality would be telling them, but I told you he died. So I don't know why this okay. guy is here. Right. That's okay. not what he looked like when I was, when he was my brother. Right. Actually explaining the reality of the situation to them. It, that is facing reality. Saying I made what? all of this, that is facing reality. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I, th I think what I meant <laughs> is that she, she's starting to face a portion of reality i think maybe of, of she's trying to explain she's trying to um tell her kids without being too brutal well even though it is freaking brutal saying that it's not really, really your uncle but in a way she's starting to trying to express that um understanding of what's going on around her i think that's that's where i'm going from no i i i i see what you mean by that uh one of the things that i found interesting about this is that well, I, I think I'm sure this is not my favorite episode because it's, uh, my expectations were a bit high. Um, but what I will say about this episode is that the format was perfect for where the narrative is at. So what I mean by that is that we have not actually heard Wanda's thoughts as much as Vision in this whole entire series. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, it's like the first episode, she was very much playing, playing a character. It wasn't really Wanda. She was playing like the housewife in the 60s and the 50s and stuff like that. Then the 70s, we start to see a bit more, but we still don't know what she's thinking necessarily. And, the, and in the previous one, we basically get narration from the kids as to what's happening because they're breaking the fourth wall in the previous episode, the Malcolm in the Middle yeah. episode. But here we finally get to hear what Wanda's feeling. Right. And that's why I think that Jimmy was like, there's a certain truth coming out that feels like, all right, she's grounding this a bit more now and telling us how she feels. But to your point, David, it's like, it's still total denial. Like she's still in like yeah. denial as part of grief, but it just feels more real because she's actually coming across and saying something's wrong. Mm. Right. Mm. And so the confessional, I thought, was used perfectly like that's exactly yeah. the, because it it, it it lets you read between the lines is what's happening and this is the perfect time in the in the series to do it so that part i thought was like chef's kiss very nice yeah mm. 
Agreed. I'm, I think I was also, um, you know, the 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 fight that Agnes joined in into the right in the middle. You know, it's like she, she it's sort of a hint that she's meddling with everything. We, we, it's not confirmed hundred percent yet at that point, but she joins in when that conversation is happening, and she's having a breakdown. Um, I I want to talk a little bit about Agnes's scene yeah. there because I thought that was actually so funny when she does her piece to camera when she's oh, talking to the audience. Yep. Let me stop you real quick. One thing that does thematically ties into what we just talked about is that this is also the perfect time for the feed not to be live to Hayward. Because if Hayward got to see Wanda second guessing herself and feeling off and yeah, and like not understanding what's happening, he would stop the assault. So it's the perfect time to stop broadcasting because we get to see Wanda's feelings. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think of that. But yeah, yeah, very good point. Um, yeah. Let's go back to Agnes. <laughs> um, yeah. Now she, she it, it did a big, the, the whole thing interaction between her and well the kids first, but then also with uh, with Wanda was quite funny and and um, you know she <laughs> talking about the mall. I think the mall we'll talk about it in a bit. Um, but I think the, the the whole just the, the the entire thing when she goes, I've beaten a kid before looking at the camera. <laughs> I, I so good. Myself <laughs> I think that's the funniest line of the whole show so far. Yeah. And, you and again, I think... to, to follow it up with something, and it just now nah, that's no. the whole story. <laughs> which bit. which was a scary, a scary, <laughs> a scary line, but also so funny. But um, to me, it highlights something else. I think we've we've been saying that every single week is that the the, the acting is just always every single yeah. week is freaking yeah. spot on every time. Yeah. It's just so annoying now. They're also gifted. It uh, makes yeah. me feel inadequate, but <laughs> it's just it's just so funny. Like they, they can all pull off the style they ask to play. You know the yeah. the you know and this is the 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 timings has to be perfect. And you know we see Paul Bethany as Vision when he's he does his um, uh, interview when he's he like the faces he's pulling also is quite hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. that one I've I've beaten a kid before. I think just like it's it's ter- it's funny and it is terrifying because you know she's done it for real now because she's yep. a witch. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, she delivers that line in the exact same way where she's like, and yes, I killed the dog too. It's like, yes. come on. It's, it, it's, it's so funny, but it's so dark at the same time. So no, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's and I, done I very think, well. I think her darkness, she doesn't act like her. Like we get to see um, Wanda doing her best Claire Dumphy impression. Um, yeah. Yes. And I thought Vision kind of tried to be Phil a little bit in the in the beginning uh, when he's in the clown situation, but he doesn't really because he's talking about real world stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really follow uh, Phil Dunphy's character, but I did feel like Agnes's um, bluntness, darkness, um, both sort of mirrored. Um, oh no, I can't remember the character's name. Um, they both. Mirror. Who are you looking for? The Colombian lady who is gorgeous. Oh, Sophia Vargera's I'm character. Yes. Um, Gloria. 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 Yeah. yeah. Because Gloria would be the one that in her confessionals would confess to doing some crazy shit in Colombia. And you'd just be like, whoa. <laughs> you should this not be just here. This doesn't belong in a family <laughs> show. <laughs> And I think Agnes brought that angle um, here, but from obviously her witchy side. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's a good, a good connector. You're right. I forgot that, that that she does play that sort of character, like antagonizing in certain ways. 
Uh, so that would track to Agnes. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, she's mental. <laughs> um, let, let's move on. I, th I think there's a couple more things that um, I mean. There's there's a bunch of more scenes that are really I think um, really interesting. And um, well, there's the one where where Wanda talks to the camera, and then you hear the the voice in the, behind the camera going, "Maybe you deserve this." I thought that was yeah. also very chilling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had the same reaction that Wanda had, and she's like, "Wait, you're not supposed to talk." you're not supposed yeah. to talk and i was fully expecting the voice to say something back like, oh do you want me to start over again shall we do it again you know but that's not the style of the thing now everything's falling apart so it's no no longer needed to have the uh oh let's take it from the top thing yeah so that was quite cool yep and that and that gets delivered in a way that normally in shows like that that's a punchline yeah actually like when, yeah. when there's like quiet there's no score and then someone says something that they react to. It's usually a joke in the office or, or mm -hmm. modern family when you, when you see, cause sometimes they will react to things off camera, not from behind the camera, but like someone in the next room or something like that. And, and it just goes to show that the difference between comedic timing and horror timing is almost nothing. It's like, yeah. you can turn a comedic scene into a horror scene yep. very easily because of the timing of the scene. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was done very, very well. Actually, I was really impressed with that. It's all about timing now. Um, what else do we have? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the commercial because I think we forgot the commercial last week, but we'll, we'll yeah. get to it at some point. I forgot the commercial during the plot <laughs> review actually right now. Next, so oh, that's okay. we'll, 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 we'll get to it. We'll, we'll give it five minutes in a bit. Um, oh, yeah. More than five I, minutes, I think. Before we move to Monica and the other characters, I think I just want to carry on a little bit. I think to highlight a couple more things from the Wanda slash Agnes interactions. Um, what what else happened doing with those two? Um, yeah, uh, this 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 wonder confronting well, Monica. Well, it's, it's where did the kids go, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is which is which is which to me it's it's um, so in the comics there's one arc of the story where um, the twins disappear every time Wanda stops thinking about them, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I was like, oh, is that is that where, where they're going with this, or is it the the take that uh, actually no, they they just went to the basement because Agnes needs, no, she needs the power or something, like that, or she just kidnapped them as every single witch will do to kids. Yeah, right? I, I I think it's more the latter that she's yeah. put them somewhere because at the time when um when Wanda's looking at the sandwiches and the TV show yes. and stuff, she's thinking about the kids, so they should walk in Be the there. door. You would think, um, yeah. but um no, Agnes leads her exactly where she wants her to lead her. And, and when you look at the montage of Agnes, it feels like all of this was just one very long spell. Like it's a spell that has all these intricate moving parts. And, and the reason why I thought about that is, and this spell is not as complicated, but in the Vision comic by, by Tom King, uh, one of the things that happens is actually fun enough, Agnes does show up in that comic as, as a mention, not as a character, in that she gave Vision a plant. Um, that is a plant that all blooms eternally. And that was the one of the wedding presents to him and, and Wanda. Uh, so the plant's still in Vision's house in this new version where Vision has like a separate wife and he creates his own kids and stuff. And the thing about the plant is that, and, and I may get this wrong, but it's like you have to feed it to somebody and then murder somebody and then eat the plant from the murdered body or something like that. Oh. And when you do that, you get to see your future. That that's one of the things that the the, the recurring themes in that in that graphic novel. And uh, so one of the things that it got me thinking about is like 
I feel like all of this is just like in the way that's like an overly complicated spell. I think mm-hmm. this is an over overly complicated spell in a lot of ways. Like what Ag- in the way that montage played out, like it feels yeah. very sequential. But mm. who knows? Would you do that, JC? Would you? Would you uh, to see your future? Would you eat a plant and? Oh heck no, dude! <laughs> that, that is the last thing that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, next, I've got nothing complex. on next Sunday, so you know, could, could do yeah. that range. Trying to see our future. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, when I was twenty, if I read my future, realized that I'd be bald by thirty, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have liked that future very much. So I'm glad <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't wasted anyone just to yeah. find that out. Um, <laughs> you think exactly. That, that's the most important thing they would tell you about your future. <laughs> you kill someone, <laughs> eat something out of their body. Uh, let's oh. tell him about his hair. <laughs> that sounds that's that seems important information for you right now. Yeah. Forget, forget the wife and kids that's not important that's not, <laughs> not at all um all right let's finish Let, let's go through with um with wanda and, and actually let's let, let's let's go with agnes um so we get the big reveal that she's um the witch uh, what's the full name again agatha harkness um which was the the the, the well if you've been watching from the start it's the least biggest reveal of all time honestly smallest biggest reveal of all time yeah. you know it's like, oh no way um and then I, I was quite happy she had like purple eyes and stuff i think that's a cool color um which actually is the same color than the the well this well no it's the same purple they're using in all of the black panther um oh. it's the black panther color the purple yeah. you see it in, in all yeah. the posters and all the and even like when he's exploding from you know when he's uh, yeah. gathering enough energy vibranium. from his suit yeah. bang vibranium yeah. it's purple i was like oh yes use that use that um so and yeah we it, get we get yeah her magic has a different name as well doesn't it i believe that in the way that like wanda has chaos magic i think that agatha has uh violence magic or something to that effect um it has a different name to it but it's yeah. more like it's more aggressive in, in, in nature or some sort yeah and it is the the way the way the um, the spell you could see the spell going into Wanda's eyes like her eyes turning purple. It reminded me of what Wanda did to the Avengers in um, Ultron, yeah. the same yeah. you know going whoop, showing them their future or yep. a, a version of the future. I thought that yeah. was quite cool. So she she got she got wandered, you know, she got old. Ah, forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, I think I think the, the other good I think we we talked about it already, but the, the other big scene for me was um, the reveal of the. Um, you know the downstairs. I like to call it the basement, um, and you see a bunch of stuff in there that's quite interesting. If you do, if you do a bunch of, uh, again, that's that's more of an Easter eggy, but there's a bunch of stuff in there we can talk about in a bit. But I thought that was quite cool to see it. Yeah. It did look Great. a bit slightly fake, but then it was like Disney fake. It's like I was at Euro Disney again, not Disney World. Um, you know, when you go into the uh, the fake castle right in the middle, yeah. it, it felt a bit was slightly disappointing, but that was okay, I guess. Roomy though. Like roomy, yeah. If your basement was that big, you property must be property value must be high in Westview. That that that'd be a good conversion opportunity there. Mm. To be fair though, the prices of property must have dropped by a lot, knowing that you are now under spell, you know, which is spell now like state agents or realtors before you guys that they're not going to sell anything, you know. Two, two witches at that. Two witches. Clean that two one witches. up. Yeah, yeah. There's two witches in there. <laughs> at the same time you know how people love to go for themes man so true, you true. like want to live in a, in a place where like every day you wake up to a different theme i think that's got some property value attached to it you go. Oh, yeah. 
one-liners and, and little things in the script that were really cool but then that visual and the way they got her to get through to the other side and transform herself into Fulton or whatever that her, her, yep. I don't even know how they're gonna she's gonna be called but yeah I think it'll be Spectrum 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 because yeah. Spectrum could do because of the visuals that they use right away um her seeing the Matrix I think that, that could be that um and the fact that they used audio from again from um mm. Captain Marvel and they they got to see her going to stretched and then brought back into one person after that. Visually, that was yeah. really cool. Really, really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like somebody on YouTube needs to do something with that scene and just like splice it together where she looks over and it's like Matthew McConaughey just like hanging in the air. <laughs> Interstellar on you. And they're like, well, awesome. hey, what's up? Trying to touch the establishing contact. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's about to touch it. He's like, wait, sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. So that, that was a great scene. And I, I, I literally um, almost jumped out of my sofa when, uh, when she dropped out the other side and she revealed her glowing eyes. And I went, yes, you know, finally. Yeah. Get get you know, I, 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 and I wanted somebody to attack her so she just kicks on ass like anyone. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. just get, get in there. I want to see your powers. Um, what else? Ha- what has happened that was really cool? Mon- well, she um, when um when Wanda attacks her, yeah, she, yeah, she pushes her out of the house. She's up in the sky. She um brings her down. Uh, and as JC said, she uses her um superhero landing to stop herself from yeah. getting hurt, and then she looks up at Wanda and I think she sort of realizes that she's just as powerful as Wanda because Wanda's yeah. tried to slam her against the ground and she's able to stop her. Um, like, and not think, today, not today. Yeah. And in that yeah. moment, I think Wanda sort of realized that, hold on a second, this is someone who's actually a force to be reckoned with. And it's only then that Monica is able to talk some sense talk, into yeah. Wanda. Yeah. Once oh, by the way, established that they're on, on a similar level. A little bit Easter eggy again, but um, the episode's called Breaking the Fourth Wall. And somebody noticed on YouTube, I can't remember who it was again, I can never remember those YouTubers, but when Wanda kicks Monica out of Westview, um, you know, when she literally, was it episode five? Something like that. Um, Monica goes through three, four walls. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, stop it with the Easter eggs. Stop that it. So ridiculous. <laughs> come back out of the rabbit hole. Just come back out of the rabbit hole. Dog. That is deep in the rabbit hole, dude. Whoa. I'm trying to climb out of it. It's not working. <laughs> working. There's so many videos on YouTube and it's just killing me. I feel like or- I'm back in those days, those lost days when you're like, look, you see that inscription on the wall? Ooh. This could be for it, fourth wall, fourth dimension, fourth dimension. Yeah. But I just wanted to <laughs> highlight that just because, yeah, 
it might be a while until we really see like Monica's powers in full flow, but it's important to note that she is a very, very, very powerful person in the Marvel yeah. universe. We're seeing in Captain Marvel too, I guess, that that's when she's supposed to be um, really properly introduced as in like as the, the, the superhero character side of her movie. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that scene was really cool again with Agnes interrupting. Um, she could have left it happen, but no, and of course, could. in that same scene, not only do we see the uh mailman who's now a delivery man because no one gets mail anymore, it's all mm. packages being delivered. Yeah, um, we see Dottie for the first time since episode two. Yes, yeah, but of course, nightmare has to come, you know, she, she has to show up in there. <laughs> Everyone's nightmare, okay. <laughs> Wait, where's Dottie? I missed that. They just cut to her. They cut to the mailman. Yeah. He's walking along and he stops. Yeah. And then they cut to Dottie and she's um, tending to her flowers. Yes, that's so right. She's it's literally a speed second. It's a speed well. second. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the first time quick. we've seen her again, reminded that she wasn't one of the people that was on the on Wu's um, whiteboard. Yeah. Yep. None of those two were. And then we see the third person who was up there but didn't have an ID and that is Agnes. She actually looks out of her window first before she comes out. Yep. That the emphasis um, on the postman is killing me. So, I need to know I need to know if he's important or not. And I'm yeah. sure it's just be. not gonna be a it's gonna be a non factor. Yeah. You'll see. Yeah. So so for, let, let's talk about the Nexus ad because I think it's, actually it's the it's the biggest thing that came out of this episode. Like a lot of to your point is like it's like Agnes it's like it's yes it was yeah, a reveal yeah. but we knew that was coming for yeah. ages and ages and ages right and um and we kind of knew that monica was developing powers it was just cool to see her like actually use them and yeah. and show wanda that she's an equal right mm -hmm. but that wasn't necessarily new but nexus is like a totally new concept that we have theorized about but we have mm -hmm. not received any confirmation right okay that's yeah. fair it, yeah. it, it's it this um, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit again, but it's it's um, it, it brought because I think we got a question part of the podcast, but of the episode, but um, the, the, there's that question that keeps going back into my mind every time I see an advert. It's like who is making the advert? Who is coming up with that advert? The concept of it is it is it something one that comes up with, or is it somebody that's putting that in their head to sort of tell her, you know, you know, chill, just this is what's happening to you or just, you know, think about something else whilst your problems are still very much in the surface. Mm. But that's, that's another point. We can, we can go back to that. But yeah, the Nexus, Nexus. But, but no, on, on the ad thing though, I don't think we'll ever get that explained. Because think about it, like in terms of story, how would you possibly weave that into a story for someone to go like, oh, and those ads, you know, they were this. It's like, there's no way to like reasonably weave that in. It could explain it like they've explained what Agnes was doing with a music, musical little number and going, look, I'm creating adverts. That's a hell of a montage. But let's say, yeah, if they can pull that off, dude, like of respect, but I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see narrative wise how they would weave that in. I think it's just going to left be left out there. But let's say, but sorry, go on. We've on to the Nexus. Well, the next, yeah, um, the Nexus, explain, Dave, explain. Uh, so, well, in the advert itself, it says something along the lines of um, it's to dull any pain you have type of thing. Um, and then it says, uh, I think it says leave reality or create one of your own or yes. something along those yeah. lines. And, um, and obviously that's what she's done, right? She didn't like her reality 
too much grief, so she's created her own. Um, but the the term nexus actually refers to beings within the uh, comic book Optimus. universe, I guess, yeah. who um, who are able to travel between different multiverses and remain the same. So there is no um, different version of uh, Wanda in a different type of Earth, basically. Yeah, they are the uh, one constant. Constantly. Yeah, sometimes you have these, uh, like in the Avengers cartoon, for example, they have an episode where they go to a different reality where um, Hydra essentially won whatever battle they had with um, with Captain America and they run the world to an extent, right? And in that reality, Wanda would still be Wanda as she yeah. is in our reality. Yeah. Whereas there's Captain like America other characters who yeah. are yeah who are like part of hydra that weren't normally i, I think black widow's part of hydra for example mm -hmm. um yep. and yeah so she would be the same in all of those realities um but that's not the only thing they can also uh pass through reality by going into the nexus so it's sort of like um in the matrix second matrix reference um <laughs> In the Matrix, when they go to the, is it the train station or whatever, where they can, yep. they can jump on a train and pass through to another, um, another a place, another place. Um, it's, it's like that. It's like a place where you can go and transition between the multiverses. Yep. So, so that that's what I gathered as well. That it's not only a, it's a person or a place, and uh, and that's gonna be interesting because apparently in the comics it's primarily used as a person seldom yeah. uses a place but it has been used as a place but as we know it's like the mcu takes and picks from the comics what they want and spins mm -hmm. it in their own way which is super cool so i'm curious to see if it's going to be a place or a person um but yeah th this is now like squarely in what i think it's about the ads is the ads were recapping things that had happened and now we're very much kind of going into is this what is going to happen right like i feel like the ads are kind of serving a slightly different purpose i yeah. still am trying to figure out how the previous ad leads to this ad where the one with the yo magic yogurt cup mm -hmm. one mm. uh how does that tie into this because that's that almost felt like all right we're giving you magic but you need to be able to use it. And and part of me felt that was a little bit like the experiments in Sokovia where a lot of people, they couldn't take the magic. And that's just alluding to the fact that, that Wanda's actually able to open the yogurt cup basically and, and use the magic. Uh, but then this one is revealing about like who she is now that she has the magic. And so I think that just, it's confirmation that she's a Nexus being in some way or other, right? Yeah. Uh, that was set up from the previous one. Now what they're gonna do with that, that's, that's where it gets interesting. I guess we'll see. We'll see next week. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see if they're all going to put in adverts in the next couple of episodes because it's it's quite because now we we we're getting into this collision course between the two realities. Mm. And I don't know if there's going to be any more adverts after that. Well, I th they might they might do this like look Nexus bank goodbye you know no, no more adverts. What what sitcom do you do? For I mean Modern Family ain't that old. No, it's not that old at all. Yeah. So I, I just don't know what they'll they'll go with next week. Um, yeah, Bit of mystery. I, I, yeah. I think what well we're we're into theory territory now. Um, but yes. they maybe at some point the hex is brought down for whatever mm -hmm. reason, or yeah. somehow the next is the hex is brought down, and then we have no more show. 
Yeah. Well, they could they could use one last show, which would be Sherlock Holmes, where Benedict Cumberbatch is part of. Boom, Doctor Strange, let's go. <laughs> Rabbit hole. You're putting the Easter eggs in there now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm telling you what I want to see. Planning them. <laughs> um, right, move, let's move along. Let's move along. Um, last, I think the one last thing I want to discuss is the post-end credit. Because uh, for the first time from, you know, since episode one, well, not ever in one division, there's a post-end credit scene. Yeah. And that was really weird. And I almost missed it because, you know, actually I missed it on my first. I missed it, yeah. My first time, my first go, and then I actually caught it on the second one because I saw people on Twitter going, oh, this is post and credit. I was like, yes, thank you, Twitter, for once. Um, so it's it was interesting, but it was also extremely short because usually you get those yeah. post and credits that are like a minute or two, and that one was like, and you missed it. Um, but I guess we can talk about that end credit in the theories or the questions or in the Easter eggs or whatever i don't know I, th- I thought it was just worthy to mention and it was something if you've not watched the episode just just yet just don't skip the uh, the end credits for once anyway pivot into easter eggs territory um, oh, just a quick one on, on the yeah. end credit scene though did you guys i don't know everybody is acting really really well but pietro like the writing for pietro's character don't you guys feel like why is he all like snarky and says stuff like Snoopers going to Snoop? It's like, it's just, he, I think that's who he was in the X-Men though, right? Like he was, was very he? playful. Okay. Okay. I was wondering about that. Was he that snarky in the X-Men movies? Yeah. I, he just it didn't was, have as many lines, I guess. Like yeah. he wasn't as big of a part of it as he is this. Cause, cause he's still putting on his best Jim Carrey impression in like every scene. And, and, and I, I find it weird now. At first, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. And now I'm like, but is that really his entire character just doing the snarky thing all the time? Yeah. Um, maybe it's whoever is controlling him thinks that's how he behaves. Well, and, uh, and that's where I'm like going with it. dimensional, right? Which is, is this really, is, is the personality we're seeing just someone else's personality and not actually his? Like, because I, I don't know. Yeah, to your point, it's like you're you're right, David. It's like he didn't have as many lines in X Men, so we can't really derive from there whether he'd actually be that way. Mm. I need to go back and watch his movies, maybe. All right, fine. Sorry. Oh, the the, the, the only scene in X Men, well, the, one of the scenes I remember from X Men is that when um, when they go and get him to get the uh, to do the the robbery or whatever it is they have to do of breaking somebody out. Um, like his entire scene is just him taking the piss and just you know literally just being having this teenager style yeah. answer to yeah. every single question so that I, i'm not surprised he's like that's pretty actually what i was expect from him to or the way i would expect him to behave so yeah uh, but understand though every single character in one division has been acting differently depending on um, yeah. what what sitcom they'd be um taken after that week or what period of time they'll be in so uh, it's, it's 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 also cut um, tricky to judge him because he's not been in there that that much. Um, so yeah, there's not been that many line, as Dave said. Easter egg time. Um, do you guys have something you want to? Yeah, there's know? one thing I didn't write on our sheet, mm. so I'm just just gonna spring it on you guys. Um, I watched the show with subtitles on, and. Same there's i don't know if you noticed it then you well you must have noticed it yeah. when um when wanda comes downstairs and goes to the kitchen um oh another easter egg while we're here the one of the juices in the um 
fridge is named after one of the behind the scenes people on the show. Yeah, they've been doing that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, I, I don't even know if it's meant to be the radio or if it's meant to be the background of the TV, but yes, you it, get this text. I think text it's the background that, of the TV. I think it's right. The TV. You get this yeah. text that comes up that you can't even really hear. Like yeah. if, if I wasn't watching with subtitles on, I wouldn't have known that anyone was saying anything. But while, when she goes to the fridge and she goes and gets the cereal and all of that stuff, um, there's a voice in the background that says, good morning, Wonder, uh, Westviewians. Thanks for tuning into WNDA. Yeah. Uh, not a thing <laughs> weighing heavily on your conscience. I hope your little ghosts arrived home safe last night. It's always such a treat to see those creepy kiddos uh, out and about once a year. Later in, uh, what does it say? Why did it say later in? Later on, we'll hear some tips on how to resist the temptation of all of that leftover candy or just eat it all. Mm. And Obvious. first of all, the, the network is obviously named after her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever that's network so that is, right? Uh, and then it's like not a thing weighing heavily on your conscience. So I, I think this is partly being controlled by Agnes. Yes. Right. She's trying to keep Wanda like right where she wants her. Because if if Wanda um descends into actual doom, if she actually faces reality, then Agnes can't extract what she wants to extract from her. Like she needs to keep the show going. Um and yeah, a few of the things that are mentioned in there sort of leads me to believe that. It comforted you in your in your in your um, theory that there's more people controlling people controlling people, right? Yeah, <sighs> See, you were wrong, right? <laughs> because it, that stuff like that makes it feel like Agnes is setting the stage to mm-hmm. for Wanda to power things up, right? So it's like yeah. that's why it feels like they're both kind of in control at different times. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and I think that would also explain the Wanda turning the hex red. That 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 may have been originally because if you look at the colors, it's a mix. It's like mm-hmm. purple and red originally. It's and then it becomes and then it becomes red. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's Wanda taking over more of the setting mm-hmm. to basically t- for, for her purposes, but mm-hmm. still she's not controlling the radio. Right. It's like mm-hmm. all the little elements that make it feel that 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 it feels lived in and feels real to Wanda are being mm-hmm. set up by Agnes so that, so that she feels comfortable carrying out her duties of what she needs to do. Yeah. And the question is, what are those what are the what are those activities ultimately lead up to? Yeah. Right. Well, why does Agnes need to lead her down that path? Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that in the theories section. But um, yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got a good one which you've heard already. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah. Any any Easter eggy thingy? Um, I think I think that the, the one that part of the same um, scene there was when she pours herself some some cereals. Is the missing person kid's face mm-hmm. very blurry face um, that is on the milk bottle. And I tried to slow down and trying to get a good look at who that kid is, but it's impossible. Obviously, on purpose, it's blurry. Yeah, um, it, it it's looks, got some, I'm sure it's got some significance. It is a kid. It, it actually looks kind of like her son, Wiccan. Yeah. Um, which I, don't, I can't remember which one that is. Tommy? Is that Tommy? I think it's Tommy, Tommy I, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Thank. Um, yeah, kind, yeah. I mean, it's not, I doubt it's him, but it looks kind of like him. And that it's, yeah. Yes, like a quiff. 
going across his head like so. Yes, there's a quip. It's Justin yeah. Bieber like. Maybe it's Justin Bieber itself, himself disappeared. I haven't seen him for a long time. Could be. Oh, his career. <laughs> um, <ooh>. Shade thrown. <laughs> now I think I think who who's put the one about the mole? Um, Me. I thought that was a pretty cool one. Um, do, do you mind um, describing expand. or go, go, go expand exactly is the word I'm looking for upon <laughs> that one? Yeah. So. Um, uh, where are we? Agnes uh, comes in to take the kids off uh, Wanda's hands. Um, and Wanda says, oh, is there anything I can do for you? And she says, well, actually, yeah, I've got this mole on my back that I can't see. And then she's like, oh, I get it. You know, um, too, too, what was it? Too much information or something like that. Yeah. Um, or too personal, I think. Too personal. She says, too personal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's another nod to Agnes being a witch because during the Salem witch trials, um, a mole was one of the signs that they used. Any imperfections basically on your skin uh, was one sign that you might be a witch. Science. Dude, <laughs> um, knowledge <laughs> dropped, man. I had no idea on that one. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But that, that's the second nod of her being an, a witch though because the, the, the first one is her, like we mentioned before, biting a kid before. And that's very Hansel and Gretel, mm. like, um, you know, yeah. witches eating kids yeah. to either eat their souls or gain, gain their powers, whatever it is. Um, so I thought, I thought they, they kept hinting very heavily on, uh, on her being a witch throughout the entire episode. Uh, hence the uh, least satisfying payoff at the end <laughs> reveal of her being a witch. Um, is there any more Easter eggs? There was, there was a bit. A bucket load this, this in this week, but I can't remember anyone, any other ones. Um, oh, the one I was going to talk about, I think you, you guys mentioned before, was the um, the postman who now works for Presto. Mm. And I was like, oh, maybe it's it's uh, you read Presto, but for me, I, I read Pietro first, and I was like, oh, the postman, aka Nightmare. Um, is controlling all of these, these these characters. He's in every single one of them. Dotty, Postman, Pietro, the old nightmare. Uh, My God. Well, well, presto itself is like a magic word, isn't it? You say "Hey, presto" when you do a, yeah, you can, you can, a magic yeah. trick. Um, so it could be a sign that he is also some kind of um, magician of some sort. And there are there's a lot in the Marvel universe, so. Yeah, he could definitely be in on it. Oh, it still rhymes be... with Mephisto. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what I was going with it. Reach it. Reach it. <laughs> you guys would much rather reach than go something that actually makes sense. <laughs> um, because he, his, his character is actually, it's interesting if you go back through, and I kind of want to do the same thing with Agnes later. If you go back through and look at the scenes where he pops up, um, mm is always very interesting. I think the first time we see him is in episode two when he's walking past and um, Agnes gives him the wink and the gun. Yeah. Um, and he points back at her and it's kind of like, you can tell that they have a relationship. Yeah, they have a connection. They know what's they going have on. A con yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then uh, he pops There's also that scene. When... also that scene when they're looking for the dog. Yes. And he's like, oh, don't worry, your mom won't let anything happen or he won't let him go far. Exactly. She knows. Yeah, he knows that he, he can reassure them because he knows what's going on again. Oh. And then 
this time he walks past as uh, Monica Rambo gets um, thrown out of the house and and he stops and waits and listens and we have to remember that if him and we could argue Dotty and Agnes know what's actually going on in the hex Monica being there is it goes against what their wishes basically she's an anomaly she's someone who's she's a, a red herring in a sense she's come in and she yeah. could spoil the broth um so yeah so he walks along and then he stops because hold on this isn't meant to happen yeah right this is anomalous and then again we get in the post credit scene we see pietro um pop up when monica's about to go down into the basement because again he's someone that we know because of the um agnes song that he was planted there he's another person in there who has an idea of what's going on and he's i assume he's gonna try and slow her down in the same way that vision was slowed down so i know i know so what if what if the postman has been Doctor Strange the whole time. Wouldn't he do something? Well, that's not yeah, thing about do. Doc, yeah. Doctor Strange plays the long game every time, right? Like he had to have self-restraint to not step in to do stuff during Endgame. And maybe mm-hmm. once again, he's seen all the options and goes like, oh wait, no, no there's one <laughs> where mm-hmm. we can get this done and I got to play the long game to get there. And he's just been trying to, to move things along the whole time. Just well, not move, but like supervise what's happening the whole time. Maybe. I mean, you you did you did say that. Um, Unlikely. You know, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach again, but um, I mean, if you look at look up the word presto on, on the internet, it's like, oh, what does that mean? It's like, well, suddenly, as if by magic. Yeah. And and Doctor Strange has been um, called, I think, a couple, on a couple of occasions in previous movies, being called like a, a magician or you know a He's wizard or magician. Right? A wizard. Yeah. Yeah. So. That would make sense. He could play the long game. Like I, I'm, I'm buying into every every single theory out there. Uh, he he's not manipulating anything, whereas Pietro is. Pietro mm-hmm. very much is, is, and he's said he's there to antagonize her. That's right. So whereas the postman has just been observing the whole mm-hmm. time, yeah. observing. So it could be that, or it could be Mephisto, mm-hmm. or it could be mm-hmm. no one, and I'll be let down yet again. <laughs> Be nothing could be everything could be nothing so yeah no i must not raise expectations anymore it's not good for my viewing um so that one of the i don't know if it's really an, an easter egg but i think i think that one of the cool scenes when they were going into the uh, the the man cave agnes's mind cave i'm gonna call it like that mm. um she we, there's a quick shot of uh, <laughs> of a book that was glowing mm. red and yes. i thought that was pretty cool because um that book hundred percent is coming from um, where Doctor Strange goes and well, the Doctor Strange's library, I guess. Yep. Um, in was it what was the place where he goes and get trained again? Um, oh, I should know. I watched the movie last night. Yeah. Kamataj, <laughs> I think Kamataj, whatever it's called. Um, so that's and 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 the funny thing is, in that library, if you if you go back and watch Doctor Strange, there's a book that is missing, mm-hmm. and I think the book, the missing book, is that. Um, could it be instead of having a missing person, it could be a missing book? Oh, Doctor Strange. Good question. Um, so, 
and the, the book, I think, is called The Dark Hold, and that's something that's being referred in, in Doctor Strange, that um, with being part of the books that is too advanced for anyone apart from the Sorcerer Supreme yeah. um, to read or get a hold of or, or trying to assimilate and use the power from that book. So I think that that, that little book there is, could be the, the entire reason why Wanda is being used. Uh, but again, theory... Mm-hmm. Shall we talk about that? Shall we move into the theory part of the? Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the the book, yeah, the book, the book's got like this orange slash reddish. Um, I, I saw it as orange. It. Yeah, so that's orange. If you look at um screenshots online, it is slightly orange. Um, I don't know if orange got in. Well, it's got some sort of significance. I don't know if it's more color um, for Mephisto. Yep. I mean, the, the key thing being that it looked different to Agnes's magic, mm-hmm. right? So it, it was clearly, I mean, or not clearly, but we can assume that it was not controlled by Agnes. Yeah. Right? Well, so my, that, one, of, key theme. one of my thinking is that um, it could be that the book is protected by a spell, as mm-hmm. in Dr. Strange's spell. And mm-hmm. um, I, I was talking before we started recording that I was, I was thinking, oh, maybe she's using, um, Agnes is using Wanda's power to, bring the Mephisto or whatever back to life. But the mm-hmm. more I think about it, the more I think actually she's maybe trying to break a spell um, that was cast by Doctor Strange or somebody to protect that book from being, or to forbid anyone to, you know, to get that book open and, and use the spells that are in there. So maybe, absolutely again, reaching, um, Agnes is using Wanda's powers to kind of counter counteract mm-hmm. on the spell and trying to get it open. Could be that. I mean, we... yeah. Uh, I don't know what you guys think about that go one. Go ahead, JC. Because uh, I'll, I'll take your bet and raise you one. So <laughs> I think that not only does she, is she trying to counteract the spell that's on the book, she actively needs Wanda to willingly open it and read from it because Agnes okay. isn't, doesn't, doesn't have the ability to read from it and her motive. So the thing is, if she forces Wanda, it doesn't work. She's got to do it willingly, right? And we see a lot of themes around that about people have to have like their own uh, reason to do it, right? And I think that's where the kids go, right? If we kind of reach back to some of the comic plot lines and stuff like that, is like she is hiding away the kids in some way. And now we don't see the kids very clearly. Um, And if she tells Wanda to get your kids back, you've got to open the book and read the spell to get them back because they're stuck mm. in another universe. Mm. That's her ability to open up the multiverse. Mm. Now the question, and, and so, because we, we, at this point, it's like, if this were a game of clue, like we mm. know that Agnes did it, she's in the house and she did it with the purple magic. Right. It's like, we yep. know, we know the, the, the what, how, and why and so the, what and the how of it all, but we don't know yeah. why, why? Like, mm. exactly. why, why does Agnes have a vested interest in, in, in Wanda going through this? So that's the part that I'm really looking forward to. And to your point, mm. it's like, and, and coming back to the whole like Mephisto thing, it could be that she just wants to bring Mephisto over from another universe mm. uh, to this universe. That could be it. Or it might be because it's, it's such a strong theme in this show is loss and grief that Agnes has a loss. She may have lost somebody that she can only recover through another universe. And that's how she's doing it. Uh, yeah, no. That that that's that mm. that's that's the the one from the book that I took away. Then like I feel that mm. that's being set up nicely now. The the one thing you can um, you'll see because again I, I'm just looking at what you were talking. I was just looking at this uh, the screenshot of the book. The book cover actually looks like. So I was thinking like, what does it look like? What's that book cover about? And it looks like two sling rings. Again, if you've not watched Captain um, Captain Doctor Strange for a while, mm-hmm. one of the artifacts they're using is called a sling ring, which they use to 
open um, gateways ah, to travel between two, yeah. two, two um, well, yeah, when it does that, exactly. And right. it looks like two sling rings put, um, on top of each other, I guess, or resting yeah. on top of each other. So that's what the book cover is. Um, feel free to go online and, and look it up. But maybe it could be a, you know, that book could be a portal to another universe. I think that maybe that's why they could um, try and open it. Uh, yeah that's what i'm thinking because because that's the other thing um i have a dark hold theory as well which i'll get mm. to just after this but the i think we've actually seen the dark hold book before and that's not what's on the cover of it all right oh um but my dark hold theory is uh that it's around the villain thon yes uh who could be he's big enough to be the overarching villain uh he's the person that actually well he's the being that actually made the dark hold he wrote the dark hold um and it's one of the most powerful uh magic books um as you guys have said like only certain people can actually read it um and in the comics don actually possesses quicksilver right so yeah there's our link to oh. the show and he, yeah he possesses quicksilver and then the avengers fight him and vision ends up doing a spell that locks thon away within the dark hold so we, we've got some interesting crumbs See, that they could use to uh, i'm to all about your, your 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 the storyline within this i'm all about and that's something they could possibly do i don't know if they'll use him as a main villain, I think they might do a different version with um, what's the else. other super villain that's supposed to use this? There's an actor that got cast cast for it um, a couple of weeks back. Um, yeah, forgot his name, but I don't know if they'll introduce him as a super villain because we don't. It's not really massively well known, right? That's uh, yeah, it's possible. Super villain. Yeah. I mean, they could they could have it. Yeah, they want, they want, they absolutely. Yeah, in terms of uh, mass appeal and stuff like that, yeah, I could see them pulling from a different, a different villain. And like, like, yeah, and like we said, they they they, they 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 move freely within the universe, the the universe, the world of of Marvel um, comics, comics and stuff. So they could they could grab a storyline and grab powers from somebody and mix it with another villain and go, mm. you know, why why not Nightmare? <laughs> I'm pushing that 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 narrative, narrative. all the way. To episode nine, well, I'll be proven wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the idea of it sounds really cool. Um, I, I just hope that then we do get longer episodes if we're going to introduce somebody of that level. Yeah. Because we, yeah. we need to get a little more setup for it. Like, because right now, all the setup we have is for Agnes to be the bad at this point. Like, yeah. if you look at it in terms of what we've actually seen, theories aside, She's the only person that could be the main antagonist of the show if we only have an hour left. Because then you can tie that up neatly. You tie up the Hayward thing neatly and then set up Falcon and Winter Soldier. And you'll set, if we do get longer, then yes, this I feel uh, like has a lot of legs, actually. I think, think, think of it, um, think back to how Marvel's been introducing villains um, mm. in, in the movies. Mm. I think we, we, we mentioned that last week, but like they got lucky to be the big first bad guy you know the, mm. the, the whole bunch of stuff happening around Loki and then eventually Loki came in and he was like oh but then you didn't know who he was working for mm. um, 
so they take their time and they they give you those mid-level <laughs> villains if you yeah, will. yeah. i think agnes is like that mid-level who is gonna is gonna be that step to the next big the big villain but then the way they dropped um thanos into post and credit scenes and or just like mm. mention of him and that's how that's how you care for the villain that's how you get to know him that's how you get right. to be emotionally invested into it mm. um so that i think they're doing the same thing here where they're like okay could it be wanda no oh it's going to be agnes okay it is agnes so she's going to be the villain for now i think we're mm. not going to see the i think we're going to get a mention of who the super villain is going to mm-hmm. be but we're not going to see it. We're not going to Absolutely. see them just yet. We might yeah. see like one, you know, like with the Thanos thing when he was just like, he, there's that shot of him and he just like turns around and he's like, you know, there's a, the guy with a big green on his face, you know, purple guy with a big green on his face. No, that's that's your first look at Thanos. Maybe there's going to be something like that. Maybe not. But it's going to be, you know, well, uh, you know, I, I'm Magnus. I work for XYZ. Boom. And then you will be like, okay, we'll take care of that guy. When, when it's done you know when it's this yeah. time to, to and that, that's what i think it'll be whether it's yeah. thon or mephisto or whoever else i i don't think we're going to get that being yeah. uh that entity in the show no but yet. i think that will be like she maybe um they resolve agnes and manage to defeat her but the book gets opened exactly in, in the meantime the... type of thing and I then we don't gonna... know what gets released from it we don't know what well, the you... implications of it are You'll see, you'll see, and that's why I, th- I still think we'll get Doctor Strange or an X Men or something like somebody powerful enough, but not powerful enough to defeat obviously a, a massive intergalactic mm. um, supervillain, but mm. big enough, powerful enough to defeat Agnes in two times thirty minutes, <laughs> you know, and and, yeah. and get some dramatic ending where all the books open and yeah, you know, you see a, a gate opening and you see a, maybe a shot a, a villain looking over planet Earth or the different. Um, universes you know something like that um there'll be a, yeah there'll be a tease i, I don't expect to yeah. to actually have any any interactions with the they're not they're the not villain. they're not they're not that crazy on on the marvel um you know the executives of marvel are not crazy they're, they're not going to do what dc has done which is like, oh he's just justice league there's a big bad villain that no one knows about we don't know why he wants until nobody cares then. about him until yeah. he shows up and you're like huh what should i care about yeah although um, they did do that i felt they did do that with dormammu in doctor strange because Do- yep. dormammu could have been a villain for the entire um mm-hmm. the entire phase oh yeah 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 well it was there, slightly dropped in there yeah there's also the notion of just like I know that we love to go like, oh, they did an amazing job with like phase one through four, but clearly they had not thought it all the way through to endgame. Like as much as we want to go say like, oh yeah, they, they mm-hmm. had they had endgame planned from the get-go. I don't think they did. And <laughs> and for me, the, the the thing that unlocks that is the fact that like Captain America made out with his niece. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the one I mean simple fact. if they would have thought that out, that would not this is a Disney show, people. <laughs> it's like it's it's like Luke kissing Leia. I mean they had not thought it out that far out yet or else that scene doesn't exist <laughs> I, I tend to agree yes to some degree so, yes <laughs> so whereas, whereas this time i do feel they are thinking things out all the way through because they learn from the first four phases mm. uh so so i think there's a better chance but yeah i i something i think we give them a little more credit than they're due <laughs> well yeah of course you, you, yeah it, it because it, there's so many factors that um you know the, 
that taken in if if you might do phase one and have everything planned out for phase one and then it's like well yeah. if, if it's not financially viable then that's correct the end, you know, yeah. you're not gonna plan yeah they it's didn't like, know they're okay. gonna get a in phase one they weren't bought by disney yet I mean, no. there's no way you could have planned all that stuff out, right? Yeah. So, but they did a great job of like creating a course once they realized where they were going and create, delivered an amazing narrative in the last in the last three and phase three and four. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it's like eh, maybe yeah. not thinking no, that far out. You're right. Like the Robert Downey Jr. was like really underpaid for the first Iron Man yeah. film. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, so yep. yeah, <laughs> they didn't know it'd be this successful. Well, or, or given his track record at that time, maybe even slightly overpaid, dude, because that guy wasn't getting paid by anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. He would have been doomed point, to do actually. like five sequels of Doctor Doolittle had it not been for Iron. Man, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, do, do you? Um, I just, I just want to go back to one thing, which is slightly Easter eggy, and uh, I think I've, I've again going back onto the YouTube world. Um, something I've got in there in the doc. Um, I think I think it's part of the Easter egg, but I like to mention that because again, it's it's part of um, so one of those tiny details that are the reason why I actually like um, the Marvel universe and, and Wonder Vision in particular. I think it's the um, um, and I guess you've seen it maybe on the doc. The, the previously on Wonder Vision, that's voiced by Wonder herself. Um, and I think it's Screen, the YouTuber is called Screen Screen Crush um, on YouTube. So shout out to him because he, he's the one that. Um, oh, yeah. He's good. Um, he's really cool. And um, he mentioned that <laughs> every single episode, so she goes previously on WandaVision, and every single episode that passes as her mental health and energy levels are dropping, um, the way she says previously on WandaVision sounds a lot more drained and a lot more tired. And I think this is really, really cool. So it might, it might be that, you know, towards the end, she's going to be like, you know, literally dragging a, a booty out of bed. Or she could just get a microphone in bed together. To she just goes, it. you watched the last episode. Do I really have to do this again? <laughs> exactly. Okay. I think, and so there's a little uh, clip of that um, on, on YouTube that um, it shows you the, the, the evolution of her saying previously on Wonder Vision. I think it's quite cool. And the, the red glow around, around Wonder Vision. In the opening credits, uh, gets um, Dima and Dima. Ah, every single um, yeah. So it's like her powers are diminishing. Or, uh, energy levels are um, diminishing. Again, rabbit hole. Amazing. Rabbit hole. Yeah. Anything else in terms uh, of theories? Uh, no, just uh, for for me, like it's less of a. Th- Actually, it's more. Yeah, it is a little bit. It's like if if we're getting Doctor Strange, it's like I, I'm still hung up on how do you get there, right? Because now I'm like I'm less hung up on how do we get to a Mephisto or a Thon mm. or whatnot. Because your point is like we're gonna get the tease at some point, mm, like yeah. an end credit scene. So fine, but we know there's a big reveal. We know there's a big action scene. So if 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 I'm sticking to like my theory of like what happens from this point onward, mm. now I see it as like Hayward. Hayward's gonna basically lead the, uh, the, the be the lead antagonist or the last two shows basically if they're launching a full-on attack and we only have one hour left that attack's going to take a lot right and then we know that scene where like wanda and vision go like let's protect our home or yes, something like that from the trailers right so yeah. that has to happen next so clearly they're protecting themselves from hayward it, it would be my assumption that hayward has found a way to somehow like get through the hex mm. in some way or other. Like he found, a, like he he may have bring in like he, he's maybe bringing like a sentient weapon of some sort. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hayward's going to lead that charge with a secondary antagonist being Agnes, that as all this is happening, Agnes will continue to go like, you need to find your kids. Because remember, it's for the children, yeah. right? So she's going to be like, you need to go find your kids. And this is how you do it. So as they're fending things off, Agnes is also getting her to complete the spell. To like, let's finish the spell. Let's rip open the 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 the, the multiverse for X reason, which we'll find out mm. through a funny montage. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and and that's kind of where it goes. And then the question is like, how do you get Doctor Strange and all that? Because and this slightly ties into the questions bit. Is like, where are the Avengers? People are clearly aware of the Avengers, and where are they? And my only theory on that now is that because Hayward brought in Monica right he brought in agent Wu. hayward isn't telling the avengers this is happening he, he's not roping everyone else in because he's got a vested interest in getting his sentient weapon back which he knows that the avengers won't let him get vision back but as a sentient weapon the the, the avengers the avengers are the only scattered around the universe literally like i think in the literally after after endgame um thor and the guardians of the galaxy are gone mm-hmm. they, they're flying away right mm-hmm. then you've got um the hulk who is no longer the hulk um kept um, obviously iron man's dead captain america has uh, gone back and uh, done stuff and now he's old actually he's actually old um winter soldier and falcon they're doing something else but what we saw from Happy, though, in, in, in Spider-Man is that operations are still going for yeah. the Avengers, right? He, he's actually designing the new, the new headquarter. There's mm. that famous line in Spider-Man Far From Home where um, they're asking, what does Dr. Strange can't help Spider-Man instead of Spider-Man helping um, the other guy? It's like, oh, Dr. Strange is busy. Yeah, mm. and that's that's yeah, that, and true. that and this largely again, it's, it's putting all my eggs in one into one basket. But it's like it's largely why I think Doctor Strange wasn't in Spider Man, and, and why they mm. left that that little sentence in the movie because it's, right. it's just a sentence they could have done without mm. the entire film. And mm. I think it's like, well, what what's what was he busy doing in that time? Because mm. it's, it's still clearly weeks after Endgame, you know, that movie takes mm-hmm. place because they, they yeah. show it's it's literally sharing the same timeline now. Mm with one division um it is yeah, yeah it's, it's literally yeah, it is. It's the it return, is weeks the return after. it's weeks yeah, after, it's weeks um, after right. slaps snaps back into into yeah. place so yeah. it makes so much sense you know you can just drop in <laughs> well let's say it's like, i think that what draws him in is when wanda opens the book because he's going to feel that he's going to feel that magic mm. And again, watching, everywhere. watching mm. watching Doctor Strange, his job is to defend. Um, like the, there's one sentence in Doctor Strange. It's like, well, my job is to defend um, against attacks from different universes. They use mm-hmm. multiverse in in Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. Mm-hmm. So this this to me there's too much um, too many drop too many hints within Wonder Vision that I say that yeah. you cannot not have Doctor Strange drop in. Like it, it has to be Absolutely. even if it's for a minute. It has to be linked to that. Mm. And, and obviously, Doctor Strange 2, well, Wanda is in Doctor Strange 2, so he's got to drop it and drop in at some point and just, mm. you know, you coming with me. Or link something. them, so like, yeah. Yeah, it has to be linked now. There's, there's, I, I would be so surprised if it's not happening. So and very surprised. And it's for that reason that we're definitely going to get Magneto. Damn right. Hot <laughs> <laughs> <I> take. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, no, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm lowering I'm not, my own expectations. That won't happen. Because we, we're going into a crazy, <laughs> I want a surprise. 
crazy direction. I, I'm not going to mention the Al Pacino theory, and uh, you guys can look that up online if you want to, because I Let's think I've, I've, killed, I've, killed, I've killed your will to live um, before we start recording <laughs> with that one. Too much of a rich. Right, let's move, on, let's move on to the last part, um, which is the questions. I think we've got a bunch of questions, and then we'll wrap it, wrap it up for this week. Um, anyone? Who, who is the most pressing questions? What, what did you... Uh, is that the engineer major yes. goodner <laughs> oh man that was my question is that. what was that <laughs> that was my question <laughs> let down 101 <laughs> yeah I, th I think the biggest one is just the color of monica's eyes at the end yeah. of the uh, extra credit scene because um it is yeah. wanda's eyes go purple when um, mm -hmm. Agnes reveals who she is, right? She wh whips yep. her finger and Wanda's eyes go purple. And I assume she's showing Wanda all of the things that she did along the way. Yes. Uh, but we don't see Wanda after that. Um, Monica's eyes go purple when she opens the basement door. Um, but we don't get to see whether she's in control of herself or anything like that. She doesn't say anything after um, Quicksilver uh, comes to her side. So the question I would ask is, can Agnes actually control Monica or Wanda with her purple magic? Because mm -hmm. if she has control of those two, it's, it's really a wrap for everyone else in there. Um, yeah. And if she is in control of them in some way, then it would be significant that Quicksilver's eyes aren't purple, because then it might mean that he has some agency and actually might be able to help in this situation. I know we've we're kind of stuck on the idea of him being a villain, um, but he might be able to help if he's somehow or some way immune to Agnes's magic. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> uh, no, so in terms of like the, the whole magic situation, um, with, the only thing I will say is like, if Monica is being controlled by Agnes, I would be really let down. Like it, 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 when, when I heard, cause I didn't yeah. pick up on the purple eye thing. And then I heard after it's like, Oh, I, I hope that's not where they're going. Just because mm. it was again, if you look at her arc of like Monica is like waking up to being a superhero. And the first thing she has as a superhero is no agency at all. Again, I'm like, Oh, come mm. on. And, and mm. it's like, I don't know. I, I, I hate to, 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 to have to cross over thematically, but uh, we, we were just having that. Uh, we just, uh, for everybody out there, we were just recording an episode on Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And we talk about like strong female black characters. It's like, I would really hate for her to be such a, we're, we're getting to tease it. Like we're getting a mm -hmm. strong female black character mm -hmm. and then she's controlled by somebody else. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, come on. Yeah. Like it, it would be a little bit of a letdown. Like I, I really mm -hmm. hope that's not the case. It's more like Monica can harness power from them in some yeah, way it could like be I, I think that would be like just much more empowering to her so, and give giving the payoff to that character because we've we're emotionally invested in monica now right we are and we want more her so to be like, strong and powerful i want her to be a kick-ass character kick -ass yeah character. um ah, nice. funny enough what was super we better talking about, i went i went on um, um the end credit of wonder vision there um i think because you see when she opens the the those gates or those the, the, the two barn doors to the um basement so in the basement um you see roots coming out 
with yeah. gl- um, purple mm-hmm. glowing thing. I think to me, she just opened the doors and got a, a full blast of, uh, you know, those energy. roots sticking out the energy. I think mm-hmm. maybe that's what that's what she got. I don't think she's controlled in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. That that would be that would suck so hard if, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, just maybe maybe that's where the um, Agnes's energy is like sort of stored within that basement. And if you open it, if you get in touch with it, if you're getting closer to that the, that core energy or that the, the yeah the basement, which is the, the core of Agnes as a yep. witch, um, maybe you get a blast of it. It's, it's I think that's how I'm reading. It's like it, because you you look at you look at the scene. She's walking around, um, not looking like someone is controlled by somebody else. It looks like now she's you know when she opens the the two doors, suddenly mm-hmm. she slows down or you know there's somebody behind it's like, uh, her, her, her face is slightly different now she can't be controlled i think she's too she is now maybe uh, let's hope so because uh, that that would be a little bit of a letdown like previously to that she wasn't controlled. Yeah. that's what i'm getting to um, oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 no definitely not yeah any other questions who's the missing person i think is on our list i think it's we, we kind of talked about it before but that is to me uh, we'll get an answer i think the missing person will be one of the baddies i guess uh, it's just a, a pretext to you know pretense to get them to be there and, you know to get agent who or whatever or if there's one yeah if there's one thing that we don't ever get an answer to i bet it could be that oh, it'll, it's it'll just be that. something yeah. yeah that they just forget about it and they're just like eh, there's more important stuff <laughs> Yeah, but you see, that's the sort of questions I really want answers to, the ones that don't have any impact on anything. <laughs> see, I've, I've well, suffered from Lost. <laughs> so. It's like Lost is like, why a polar bear? Why a polar why? bear? And we never really got a good answer to that. <laughs> oh, sure. no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but uh, no, no, it, it's it, it's um, with with a lot of like the the missing person things, it's like, it's got to be someone we know. Like, it's yeah, got to be someone we know. It, it can't be like someone we don't know. It's like, oh, such and such went missing. They don't want to know that it's super powerful wizard or blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's got to be someone we know that it's already there. So it's like, maybe it's Dr. Strange. Maybe Agnes stole the book for Dr. Strange or Dr. Strange is missing and he's held captive somewhere, somewhere other. He's not a postman. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or, he, or he's a postman. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. The missing, yeah, that, that's the one that I can't get my head around. Like the missing person one. It's like, they set it it's, up a long time ago too. Yeah, mm. it's a small, it's a small thing, but I, I like to get answers to these kind of. No, stuff. no, but I, th- I think it's impossibly huge thing because it is. If it's not for the missing person, there's none of this happens. Like Hayward doesn't begin to do this. Mm. I don't know, uh, or, or maybe the missing person is Vision. I don't know. Now, now I'm confused. Now, <laughs> maybe uh, I was gonna wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think that's enough. Right, we got we got everything covered. <laughs> we got right, Dave. You know what to do now. It's your time to shine. You've mentioned your other podcast. Feel free to plug it one more time. Oh, yes. Um, me and Tom are part of the Grit and Grime Basketball Podcast. We record every week and release episodes on Wednesdays. So tune in if you're an NBA basketball fan. Indeed. It's good stuff. Listen to it. Listen to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, then let's wrap this one up for... You know, we've, we've talked about episode seven for way too long now. Um, we'll be back again next week for our recap of episode eight. Uh, 
<laughs> getting closer to the end and then we'll switch to uh falcon and the uh winter soldier i'm sure we'll do the same if we have enough energy left in, in us to do that it's the long run it's a long play it's a long game <laughs> we'll be there um once again thanks dave for joining us we'll see you next week sure and uh, jc thanks for dropping in again yeah and and, be- and- Tom, thanks for doing all the behind-the-scenes work oh. with editing and social posts and so on and so forth. Uh, it is much appreciated, man. You're killing it. The loveliness, indeed. Um, yes, as JC mentioned, do feel free to well subscribe to everything we are part of. So YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, what's with Podbean. Apparently, you can subscribe to that. Um, and I would like to say thank you also for. Well, to all our subscribers on Twitter, we're now almost to 300 on Twitter. And we just crossed um, 800 followers on Instagram as we were recording this wow. episode. So thank you, everyone, for 800. That's uh, massive. At, at that rate, well, next next episode, well, by episode eight, we'll be at 1,000. Wait, are, are, are we going to do like something special for like 1,000? Or you think we'll, it'll happen uh, before we get to the next app? Topless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That'll not, send the subscribers through the roof. <laughs> not beneficial to anyone involved or anyone watching. Later, yeah. we'll be doing a podcast. that's like, how do you lose one thousand subscribers in one day? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the podcast. Well, there's there's, there's another idea is that um, we do a podcast in three languages. So I only speak French, I only speak Spanish, and they will do it in English. Oh my god. Feel free to try to get your mind around that. <laughs> if you know what we're all talking about, it'll be good. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening one more time, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Cool. And please rate, subscribe, and review. Indeed. Bye. Take care. God forever. <laughs>